So today, we're standing by Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. And the one thing that the falls has got going for it that's really cool mm. is it generates electricity. Quite a lot of it. Yeah. Quite a bit. It's yeah. been doing it for long time. a long time. Mm -hmm. Like since Nikolai Tesla was around. <laughs> right. You can see the little plant. He had a little part in over there in the background, the yeah. Canadian side. He had his own shop there back in the day in Buffalo. Yep. In, well, in the falls, but, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. I think he was experimenting with transmission lines. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, I think the whole thing, generation, transmission. Yeah. It was all at the beginning of time, you know, where they were just trying to figure out how to light a light bulb. Oh, AC, yeah. In a house. Yeah. Well. Send it out there. Yeah. Because yeah, isn't he the guy that wanted. Uh, Wireless power. But but he was going to do DC, right? It's, no. He's AC. No. Edison he's was AC. doing DC. Edison was DC. Yeah. So Tesla won out. Yeah, There's right. a whole backstory to Apparently. that, which you could look up, but you know, the two of them were They competing. hated each other. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which if they were in the same room, they'd probably shoot each other. Well, they were at one they'd point. They'd probably have a, pist a duel with pistols at 10 paces. I don't know about that. <laughs> they were. Yeah, that's yeah, how it, it started. Like, yeah. He worked for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a whole backstory to that, which people can look up. It's probably interesting, actually. There's, video. there's a lot there's of videos. Yeah, there's videos time. done on it. Anyway, we want to talk about power. And, uh, you know, specifically, I think we, there's all kinds of things we could talk about, but any electronics, you name it, any device requires energy to work. There's no such thing as passive electronics. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. You could have passive electronics, but they don't offer any kind of gain. You don't get amplifiers that run off of air. It's not like an air fern or a plant. Well, you can't actually. <laughs> yeah. But it runs on something, something yeah. from the air. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. Like, you need you need to generate power to, to obviously to power some right. electronics. Anything that's got a transistor or a tube or any active device. So anyway, that being said, in audio, particularly in the upper end of things or even the mid-level science things, power supplies matter. And a lot of times, the power supply that runs the device is what separates the mediocre stuff from the real good stuff. You know, you could take the same amplifier circuit, let's say, right, and put two different power supplies on it and have it sound different. And so, you know, we just want to try to cover some of that because there are, there are manufacturers out there that make devices, headphone amplifiers and so on, that are designed to work with external or optional power supplies. And some companies are really keen on, on that. Yeah, so I guess why would you have an external power supply in the first place? It's probably a good place to like start. Like what's wrong with the one that's already in it? Why can't you put it in a box? Yeah. Well, I mean, the easiest one would probably be just size. You don't want to make the box right. bigger, right? Just put it out, make another box. Sometimes yeah, you see that in consumer products. They have an external brick you plug into the wall, especially obviously like laptops and stuff like that. A lot of times in things like laptops, it has nothing to do with the performance or whatever. It's just physically easier to put the heat, the size, the weight outside of the laptop. Then it makes your laptop look like it's thinner and lighter. But, you know, you get this brick and you don't carry the brick with you. It's outside. Um, so sometimes it's something like that, just mechanical. But in audio, usually what we see is people take the box outside of the amplifier for noise, radiated emissions, things like that. Sometimes it's just a perception. Sometimes you make it look fancier. And it could be a practical reason. It could be you run a tube, power stage, and it's just physically large. It well, you, puts off a lot of heat. You see that a lot when you have um, electronics that are sensitive to noise. Like, you know, you brought up the earlier, well, not in this video, but right. we talked about phono stages. Right. 
And they They're have, very sensitive. They have 50, 60, 70 dB of gain, which is like, you know, I don't know, what is that? A few million times input? <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a ridiculous amount yeah. of gain. So you're multiplying the, the input voltage in microvolts yeah. and making it put out volts. So it's a millionth of a volt in, volts out. Right. That's a lot of gain. So it's very sensitive to noise, especially power supplies related. And I mean, the guys that design these circuits, and mic, mic amplifiers are like that too. Like these microphones, right. I mean, we're running 20 dB, uh, 20 dB gain out of it down there. Before and then, we go into the pre. Yeah, and then we're going to a mic pre that has up to 60 or 70, which is adjustable. So, you know, there's a lot of gain here. So anything that these cables or the mic picks up can be amplified and heard. So it's a project to design really good circuitry that's so quiet that it doesn't get into the circuitry, you know, and the power supply is a huge part of it. That's why people so commonly have issues with mics and audio and noise, cell phones and things like that Big causing time. noises because they are incredibly low output devices. They're very, very sensitive to all the noise surrounding us. And of course, that's variable and that's part of the issue. So sometimes they're... Uh, the reason why people remove power supplies from units is just to get the, the noise away because it's Isolation. easier. Yeah, physical. physically. Right. right. That's the easiest way to do it. Right. Cheapest. It, if you put the power supply in the box with the electronics, now that whatever that power supply is radiating as noise can couple right into the electronics. So, right. you know, a lot of people, some people put steel or aluminum walls, so to speak, Car. or try to isolate the supply in the chassis. The better designs have metal in there yeah. to try. But it costs money. Well, right. right. And, and, you're, and when it's you're, not perfect. And a lot of times when you're dealing like magnetic fields, that the power transform, if you're running a power transformer and there's actually a field emanating from it, aluminum doesn't stop that. You need steel. It takes a lot. And steel is heavy. It's weighty. It, and then even then, when you put steel, now what does the steel do with the magnetic field once it picks it up? Well, right. it actually generates eddy currents that flow through the chassis and the PC boards and stuff can, again, induce it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's not, a, there's no real, the solutions are infinite, so to speak, and they're also complex. So the easy solution is to, instead of dealing with all that, is just throw the thing out outside the box. Right, you can make put noise it somewhere. out there. That's right. Right. Yeah, right, let it do what it does That's out right. there, which may be a bitch for something else in the room, <laughs> but it ain't a problem for that piece, right. you know? So that's one reason is isolation. Physical isolation. Yeah, I ran into that where, um, yeah, uh, my uh, turntable um, had an external um, power supply for the uh, it, the motor in it, mm. and I had it kind of near the um, my phono stage, and it just picked that. I just yeah, you right. know? so I was like kind of like a buzzing good for hum. the turntable, but then yeah, bad for some other things. Yeah. The thing I see more often with stuff like that on external power supplies is they kind of feel like they can get away with more sins. So it tends to mean the power supplies might be noisier electrically uh, because they figure, well, it's not going to interfere with my gear, right. right? So you, to some extent, you almost need to be more cautious if the power supply is external about where it's placed because you put it right next to something else. Well, it won't interfere with the piece that it's going to, but right. it could interfere with another like, thing. Like cable run, like a lot of people just lay it on the floor and then yeah, you got some interconnect cable running right next to it. So yeah, now the right. cable's picking up the noise. <laughs> it's still it's still the same problem. Right. You're, you're inducing a... It's an airborne radiated field coming off the supply. Right, and it'll couple into conductors that'll cause actual voltage potential. It'll cause a signal in that line. Which is a lot of times why you see power supplies made in metal chassis. Whether yep. they're internal or external, they, they tend to try to use some sort of metal to at least try to shield it. 
you know. So anyway, it's not perfect. Not right. No, sh no shield is perfect, and you know some stuff gets through, and yeah, and just depends. I mean, it's a variable, you know. So recommendation in that is try to keep try to keep cables away from power supplies. Try to keep cabling away from power cords. Yeah, yeah. they can cross each other. You know, here and there, that's okay. But you when, want to minimize the contact. Yeah, you don't want them to be running next to each other for any length because they just, you know, one could get into the other one, and that's just the way it is. But, but yeah, but th th there's other reasons too. Like, you know, you could technically make an external power supply bigger by making an external where, it, like you said, it wouldn't yeah, fit in right. the box. It's not practical to fit it in the box. Right. You know, um, so let's just throw it in a big box somewhere else, mm -hmm. and even if it takes up another shelf on a rack. Right. And a lot of, I've seen preamp com companies with preamps do that, yeah. amplifier companies do that. Um, hell, some of the headphone manufacturers like uh, R11 Audio, the Formula S has an outboard power supply. You could purchase a separate power supply, right. you know. It makes sense because now you could have an option if you want. You could put a average power supply in the unit and an optional plug for an external one. And maybe you need to fit a certain form factor or a size. And it's just not reasonable to fit all the stuff you want inside this same enclosure. So you can have a separate one that goes outside. So there's practical reasons like that. Sure. Yeah. But sometimes you do need to deal with it. And occasionally you'll see, like on smartphones is a good example. Everything needs to fit inside the smartphone, right? And you have a lot of stuff doing complicated things. So usually in smartphones, if you look, they have little boxes covering everything. There's little metal shells all over the place covering all the little Very little. components. <laughs> yeah, because they need to be jammed. They need Everything's yeah. touching each other, right? It's but yet they try to isolate the noise. As best you can. Yeah, because it's, it's such a perfect. small area. Right. Yeah, you physically can't put the processor outside. Yeah, of right. You right. can't get it far enough away. Yeah, everything's like a quarter inch apart. Yeah. You know, you just so can't do it. Box Especially like the antenna for the yeah. Wi-Fi and stuff like that. That's actually radiating a friggin' RF signal, yeah. and it's a high frequency. But that high frequency could get back into its own electronics, and so they so they call piss on its own bathwater. Mm. Well, you piss don't want the own Bluetooth bathwater. interfering with the Wi-Fi and the cellular and the the wideband, and there's like. 15 different radios. Yeah, and they're all transmitting and receiving all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It'll actually mask itself. It could actually interfere with itself while it's transmitting and receiving. So, yep. but yeah, and so it's a comp, RF, RF is a complex. It's voodoo. Yeah, it's it's magic. And, uh, you know, I remember years ago, I remember uh, we think about FM radio, which yeah. we happen to have a radio sitting here. Okay, a vintage one. FM yeah. radio, when you think about all the things that a, a, a radio station has to go through to get a mm -hmm. signal from a transmitter 50 miles away on a hilltop somewhere because mm -hmm. they need height for the transmitter in order to have a line of sight. you got to have a line of sight for the signal to get to you. If you have earth in the way, it doesn't go through the not air. So That's much. Right. Yeah, it's not good at that at all. So basically, normally up in a hill somewhere is where they put the big transmitter sites with three, four, five hundred thousand foot towers. TV, yep. old TVs like that too. Anything mm -hmm. with, you know, same but, thing. Yeah. Cell phones the same thing, right? Yeah. That's true. If you're getting a signal, you probably could pretty much see. You got to see the it. tower. Like yeah. it's, it's not a lot in the way. It's Otherwise a much lower, low, way lower power device. Well, that, but that's right, the other reason. That's why there's so many of them. Right. You could drive a half mile and see a cell tights mm -hmm. out because right. it's just you're you're dealing with a milliwatt range versus a radio station could be a hundred thousand watts. It's huge right. difference, right? Yep. You don't want to live near radio stations. Well, <laughs> Cell towers yeah. ain't a big deal, but radio stations are a problem. You could avoid it. Yeah. You know, that's why they put them in the hills too. There's nobody <laughs> there except the cows, maybe, you know. But bottom line is that you need line of sight, right? And so it's amazing when you think about it that you could and it, and then to top it off, the guys in the studio that are playing the records aren't there. They're not in the in the middle oh, yeah. of nowhere on a hill. Right? They're sending a signal probably with a microwave link from a studio somewhere mm -hmm. to the cell to the tower site. 
in the middle of nowhere. And then that tire site's repeating it on the, on, the, on the right frequency and sending it out all over that area of the county to cover up to 100 miles or radius, right, or something mm -hmm. like that, or diameter. Bottom line is that, and then, then you run into intermodulation, they call it, where the signal, when it hits like buildings, it bounces off the buildings. So the radio is not only picking up the direct signal from the tower, it's picked, just like in audio, it's picking up the reflections off the building, and it's got to decipher that so you don't hear ghost images of the audio. Mm -hmm. Right, that are delayed by a couple, by a few milliseconds. You'd hear almost like an echo in every station you dialed in. So in big cities, that intermod or whatever became a real problem, which again, they had to filter that out in the receivers to be able to deal with that. So what I'm saying is it's a goddamn miracle that FM even worked, <laughs> right? that it got to you in a, in a reasonable fashion while you're driving in a car, anywhere you put a portable in a home, you know. Well, and GPS is even worse. Well, yeah. But there's also <laughs> yeah, really, other problems. A, a satellite at super low power with stuff everywhere, ultra precise. Yeah, if you ever walk around like when you're in New York Sometimes or something like that, yeah, yeah, you can. You're near a tall well, building. Tall buildings, you, you, yeah. It doesn't know where you are. Remember that one time we called an Uber and they yeah, couldn't like, find yeah, us? Block like two blocks, three blocks off. <laughs> it was yeah. brutal. But uh, there's another problem, too, because then everybody probably wants that same uh, area to transmit from, height as might as, as you know. And uh, so you got every radio station all in the same area, all fighting each other on, on different, the same tower. Yeah, a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal, and they're all like slightly different frequencies. Right. All you know. Yeah, it, it's a it's a hell it's a mess. It's amazing that the shit works at all. So, you know, bottom line is that every one of nowadays everything in our house is kind of a mini RF generator. Everything's got computers. Yeah, to some extent. Everything's throwing noise out in the air. Yeah, if you could see it, you know? oh my God. Yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You walked in and be like, you're right. If your eyes, in fact, we should make kind of like Jordy oh. from- uh, That would yeah. be cool, yeah. If you could see the RF spectrum- Oh my God. You'd be, it'd be like, it'd be way worse than a ghost. <laughs> it'd be crap well, AM radio, FM radio, Wi-Fi. Yeah, just, every, just every... picture static confetti- Color broadband noise everywhere, right? And in hot spots all over the place, yeah. kind of like a thermal image, I guess. It'd be like taking a thermal imaging thing and looking it's around. It's like the room. that. Yeah, it sees you. Know? You, you could see something you don't normally. And I think to some extent, you might think initially that it's worse now than ever, but in fact, it's almost better now than ever because although there's more noise to have interference issues, gear is actually made to tolerate it better than ever. Because it wasn't long ago where everything got interference from cell phones. In the early days of cell phones, yeah. everything. Always making all these noises. Especially the car rate stereo. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, all the time. And now you you don't hear that ever. Yeah. It's very, yeah, they, very they rare. They figured that out. Yeah. It's all sorted, right? They, they have a design down that took so a that while. it's tolerant to these things. Now, the noise didn't go away. It still does. It's oh, still yeah. there, right? But it's designed to tolerate it. Yeah. And now they, as they, we're adding 50 radios to things, we they have learned, to tolerate They it. learned how to route the wiring or eliminate wiring in automobiles and put filters in the electronics in automobiles to eliminate it from being a problem. But like you said, it's still there. It's still there. The noise is there. So that's what you run into in audio, though. You've know, you got such a mixed mixed number of manufacturers, yep. all after different goals. And a lot of them, their main goal isn't to worry about filtering out AM radio interference or <laughs> cell phone interference. It's not, it's not what they do, right? They, that's the kind of stuff you find out in the field. Once it goes yes. out there and there's hundreds or thousands oh, yeah. or millions of pieces out there, unfortunately, that's when you find out how, what the real world does to this stuff, you know? So anyway, I think we covered that. I don't know, but, the, but to give people an example, unless you have something to add to that, I think we should show yeah. people what a Let's radio would do. Demo. Yeah, this is a portable FM radio. Yeah. Yeah, but what we recommend is something like, well, we can show it on the screen here. I get a little Sony portable AM FM radio. 
It's yeah, actually, any AM radio really would do it. AM, much. yeah, AM or FM, yeah, tends and, to be preferred. And uh, you know, but yeah, and and uh, by all means, you know, have fun with it too. I mean, a little radio like that's kind of cool because it picks up all the local stations. Oh, you don't have to pay for streaming services. Yeah, well, that not only that, you know what's going on. Like you know, if there's a hurricane coming, oh, local information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't get that anywhere else, right? Yeah. Go but around we'll do, your house with your AM radio. But this is this is just a AM FM yes. radio, and we've got it tuned off station, which means right now it's on. It's full up volume. Right? Yep. And it's not playing anything. So you don't want to hear anything. You want to put it in the middle of stations because if you have it on station, it, well, that's what you're going to hear. Yeah. And so we just want to show you like around this room, like, I don't know, let's see if the mic does anything. See, like, for whatever reason, this mic's radiating noise and this radio is picking it up. Uh, so it's probably a combination of things like the, the cable shielding coming up here. The mic doesn't have a ground. It's floating. Right? So it in itself is radiating, right? But look at these TVs. Like, I'll get... So the flat screens are, and I mean this isn't this isn't exactly made to pick up the noise that's coming out. It's just it's a it's an artifact yeah. of the noise coming out. If you really saw how much noise was coming out, it would blind you. But this is the type of things we're talking about, where noise is uh, radiated in the home. And you know, a suggestion would buy an AM radio off of Amazon. Yeah, you get them for a few bucks, probably. Yeah, they're probably ten bucks or under. Any of them work. The cheaper, the better, probably. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, just, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just turn it on, go to a middle somewhere in the middle and just walk around your house. You'll be amazed. Check out right wave it around your PC. Well it'll be everything. Your your screen <laughs> on your yeah. yeah. Some things don't matter and it probably won't pick up a lot, but some things are probably really severe and especially poorly designed power supplies. That's the biggest offender. There's a lot of in fact, most power supplies these days are what they call switch mode, which basically means they're electronic, they're very active, and they can be very noisy. Good design ones will put components in and they'll have very good design typically. And they'll try to minimize the noise that radiates from outside the box and you know outside the into the, the power lines and things like this. Uh, but the cheap ones, they cheap out on the things that don't matter because it doesn't really affect the functionality of it. And you may find you have a power supply somewhere that is putting out crazy noise, right? And an AM radio is a shockingly cheap tool to give you a vague idea. It's not, you know, it's, it's no replacement for proper equipment. A spectrum analyzer or something, mm. you know. Yeah, oscilloscope analyzer. But yeah. the and cost of this equipment is just well, it's yeah, stratospheric. And you still got to know what you're looking for, yes. you know. So that, that's that's a t another topic of discussion. But uh, but yeah, a good start. Right, AM radio for ten bucks or whatever. Well, you know what's making noise. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, and then you know by doing that, you know what to keep away from or right. separate the good shit from. Right, you're all right. This I know. You wave this radio around the room or wherever, everything that's around there. And you, you pick out the hot spots. Mm -hmm. and you say, okay, I'm going to make sure none of my interconnect mm -hmm. wiring's near here, or wave it, follow it along your power cords going somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool, cheap tool to use, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, in, in our, back in the day when I, was, when I was dealing with RF, we used to call them sniffers. You'd buy an RF sniffer, and an RF sniffer basically had a diode, and it was a detector. Mm -hmm. yep. So, you know, you could pick up, you could hear the noise. You could, it would detect it like a radio, and so you could try to get a call sign or something if you wanted to and figure out what radio station you were picking up mm. so you could specifically pick the proper type of ferrite or mm. filter. Because if you just throw a filter at something willy-nilly and you don't know what you're filtering. You got to know what you're filtering. You know, you got to know what band you're dealing with in order to really filter it out of a wire. You know, and that's the topic of another discussion. But in this case, at least you could find the airborne sources. This tells you what's radiating noise. So you want to keep everything away from it. That's all, you know, and and maybe even throw it on a separate AC circuit or plug it into something else yep. other than where your good stuff's plugged in because mm. it's probably radiating down its own power cord. Too. Probably. You know? 
And so. that's why it's not too unreasonable. If you're really going for it, put in a dedicated circuit. Yeah. You could, you know, if you do it yourself, if you're experienced and that's legal in your area, you watch some YouTube videos, a few hundred dollars. If you want an electrician to do it, it's really not that expensive usually if you just do a standard 12-2NM Romex uh, dedicated circuit. Yeah, I mean, in that way, you know, you can keep your sensitive gear on that circuit. and then... It's a little more isolation. Obviously, it's not extreme, but it's it's a little extra isolation. It gives you that extra length of wire with nothing else But on it still it. won't help you from airborne. No. Because that's vicinity. That's there. doesn't matter what you plug it into. It's always radiating nearby. So that, that requires distance. Mm-hmm. And I always Separation. tell people, I always tell people the rule of thumb on that is, and it is a rule of thumb, is that the isolation is is the, the amount of isolation you get between two things is the square of distance. So one inch is one squared, two inches is four times isolation, three inches right. is nine times. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take a lot. No. You don't have to put it in another room, right? but a couple inches, a few inches is dramatic versus being next to it. Yeah, it's if dramatic. you get something a foot away, you don't even need to think about Just it like much. this radio, I mean, you know. Right. Okay, I'm a foot away now. Now I'm an inch away. That's significant a foot away. Two feet away, it's almost not even there. So, you know, you can see how distance really Well, it's matters. just like sure. magnets, same thing. Everybody knows the closer you get, it's kind of the stronger like they get. It's same the same thing. deal. Yeah. Distance squared. A little so, bit of distance. So get yourself some distance. Mm-hmm. I think we covered that as good as we can right now. Sure. <laughs> well, We're no experts, well. but that's the broad strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that helps you out. Get yourself a radio. Mm. Yeah. Walk around the house and see what you pick up. <laughs> like a weird person. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you find. It'd be really cool to find out because we've done this already. Yeah. And sometimes you'd be surprised what's throwing noise out in your room. Be really surprised. Even check out the lamp. Anything that's plugged in. Oh, yeah. LED <laughs> yeah. Dimmers. Dimmers in the Dimmers wall. Dimmers could be bad. Oh, they're brutal. Sure, sometimes. Yeah. Anything where there's electricity. Mm. Pretty uh, much. You know? Yeah. It might shock you. Yeah. It might be absolutely nothing or it might be absolutely everything. Be surprised. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thumbs us up. Subscribe. we got more coming. Take care.